0: Apple's loss of test flight data, and Adobe has double trouble. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guides. Whether you are looking for gift ideas for others, or products to spend those holiday gift cards on, our Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide panels feature some of the guests' favorite gear and why they recommend it. Find all of our holiday gift guides at macvoices.com slash holiday gift guides. All one word, holiday gift guides. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices Live panel talks about why Apple's loss of test flight data isn't as big a deal as you might think, and why Adobe had such a bad week. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Let's move on to something, and Jeff, I'm going to ask you to take the lead on this because you brought it up in the uh, in the chat, um, or it's me in the Slack. Um, yeah, Apple's been having kind of a tough week um, because apparently they had a lot of test flight data <laughs> compromised.
1: Yeah, um, there there was a massive data leak from uh, from test flight data, and it was what a 2013 to 2015. I believe was, was the the range. And um, uh, so this was on an Amazon S3 server and, uh, and I haven't seen anything yet. Doesn't mean it's not out there. I haven't seen anything yet that identified how the data was actually leaked. Um, it sounds like it wasn't actually hackers, but there was just an open path into the content. So what ended up happening was um, uh, terabytes of data. So this would be information about different applications, different application builds. So this is like iOS stuff. Um, One of the things that people pointed out was that there were several Angry Birds games that had never been released, that uh, there were builds in, uh, in this data. So... Uh, Yeah, so there's a lot of information about developers, there's application code, um, and um, yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, On the other hand, there are uh, uh, different groups that advocate for archiving old software that has been lost because it's just not on the App Store anymore, and they actually... Now get at these these old defunct apps and archive them. That's that's not meaning. What hey, are they going to do great. with them? They
2: can't run them anywhere.
1: Well, I mean, they. I guess you could uh, sideload them in through your developer um,
2: but if it's apps from that era, they probably won't run on modern versions of iOS.
1: Uh, fair. So uh, uh but considering there's a big uh market out there for people that love vintage Macs uh I'm assuming there's a market out there for people that that love vintage iPhones and iPod touches and iPads and would would love to be able to to rent vintage apps doesn't that's, mean it's okay to take that stuff and just take it but it's available now
2: that's just that's way more difficult because uh, iOS is so locked down. So Macs, you know, you could run an old version of macOS, and there's nothing Apple can do about it. But it's really difficult to run an old version of iOS. You can't install it on a newer system, uh, or you can't install it. Period. So right. I, I I would think this would be you know even if you had this software there's there's nothing you could do with it. In fact, you know I I would question. Why on earth does Apple have test flight data from eight to 10 years ago? That should just be gone. It's of no value to Apple.
1: That's another big question. Yeah. That that is a good question. But but wasn't some of this,
0: didn't I, or maybe I misunderstood it, but wasn't it being pulled down from the internet archive that somehow it had gotten to the internet archive and then that's, (laughs) pardon me, that's how it was being accessed? So, I mean, that's – my interpretation was – and please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. My interpretation was somewhere a mistake had been made way back then when the focus wasn't quite on security and privacy the, the way it is now, that a mistake had been made. The Internet Archive is out there slurping up everything you'd find it found that back door and slurped it up automatically, not maliciously, but, but automatically. And now someone has discovered it in the Internet Archive.
3: I agree, but that still looks bad for Apple.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've, I, I you know, sometimes, honestly, I think the, the Internet Archive is great, and it really does give us a look back into the way things were back then. But I've mm-hmm. often wondered about the fact that They just went out wholesale and started downloading stuff and taking your site.
1: There have been lawsuits about that over the Um, years. That's what web crawlers do.
0: Yeah, but to archive it the way they they, they have Jim so that it's accessible to everyone?
2: Well, so, you know, Apple apparently had some goof that web crawlers were able to crawl it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm reading the story and it looks like that's what it's saying. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it was crawled years ago, um,
0: <clears throat> so maybe we should all be worried about anything we had online. Was that slurped up into the internet archive, and it's just sitting there well, waiting to be discovered?
1: Yes, it is mm-hmm.
2: well, if something's behind a password. You know, then that a web caller shouldn't be able to access that. Um, it shouldn't,
1: but there are a lot of uh, sites that are configured very poorly, where there's a password to get a content. But if you know the URL, you can just go to the content without hitting the web page where you have to put a password in. Right. And so that that's ultimately crawlable.
2: Well, so yeah, if, if something's on a web page. Yeah, you should probably be concerned. Um, But, you know, that's not new. Um, Right. You know, I mean, things in your house, somebody can break in your
0: house. Yeah, that's a little bit different, though. If they break in my house. Yeah, if they break in my house, they broke in my house. If I left the door open, then did they really break in my house?
2: you know how many people are super careful about what they throw in their trash and people can pick stuff out of your trash yeah yeah i'm, I'm somewhat careful to too but a lot of people aren't yeah and I'll bet i bet mean, most of us here are careful about what we put online
3: but i mean we're we're talking still we're talking here about sensitive uh developer data uh, that should have been better protected than it was.
2: Uh, you know, it's not clear to me. You know, how sensitive is if it's just Tesla light builds? Is that you know how sen- I, how sensitive is that?
3: Uh, if it's something you're planning to make a lot of money on, it's pretty sensitive.
2: From ten years ago.
3: Um, that's the thing. And, if it know. was, if if they got it from ten years ago. Um, it would have been current at that time. We don't know when this was scraped.
2: Well, and, and again, what are you going to do with it? N- you know, you can scrape it. You can't, you know, you, it's very difficult to, you know, sideload things. It's just like uh, people that jailbreak their phone and then, you know, steal apps. That's basically what this would be doing. And, you know, that's the only way this would be useful is on a jailbroken device. So you know i mean not that i think this is great but i don't think it's a huge disaster for anybody it's sort of a wake up call that like yeah everybody be more careful
0: i i i mean i agree with ben um and and i i hear what you're saying jim i agree with ben it it does not look good the company that is you know is fighting the the beeper issue and is fighting so many the the uh so many things as from a privacy standpoint, Um, you know, but I also well, 10 I, years ago, on the other hand, maybe this is, what this is how the guy that, that uh, wrote Bieber did it. Maybe he found, found something from 10 years ago. I don't that was a joke so. guys. That was a joke. Um,
2: <laughs> and, and, you know, this story is so, you know, they found something on the way back machine. Well, that doesn't, you know, story is 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 guessing that somehow that came from test flight data but it doesn't really you know who knows how it got there maybe it leaked from uh the developers themselves um i I don't see anything in this that proves that came from test flight uh again you know it's like people with an agenda like that guy was interviewed from i mean it could be that it leaked from test flight, but I, you know, unfortunately I feel like now anybody makes claims, you've got to, you know, show me the money. Um, and, you know, I don't see any developers going, Oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're, we're shocked. This is terrible.
1: That's I wish amazing. I could find the, uh, the comments that Steve Trotten Smith had. About this, because he he was offering up information that appeared or, or was not presented as um, as speculation about about uh, where would, it came from. It was see. test flight. And now I can't find any of that stuff because uh, apparently I should just go check the Wayback back machine.
2: <laughs> I, I, I would I would love to see what his comments were, because I would consider him to be a pretty
1: reliable and knowledgeable source. If I Brian, if I find this stuff, I'll uh, make sure to share it.
0: Brian, you were sharing some things in our in our private chat that I I, th- I think you have a good perspective on on some of it.
2: I was thinking when you were talking about the games and how there's a fairly large communities out there trying to preserve, uh, especially in games, old software. You know that you can go back and play. Um, you know, I think you know one if it's out of what would it be, you know, trademark or copyright or, you know, if it's out of, you know, license, then, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that no longer hurts anybody. But um, otherwise, yeah, it definitely should be up to the developer if they're if that's something that they want to do at a certain point in time and, you know, preser- have it preserved so others can play it, you know, down the road. That That's great. I appreciate when they do. Uh, I appreciate, you know, those options. But, you know, it's not my choice to have.
0: Yeah, Dave, you're sitting up there awfully quiet tonight. You're in corporate IT, so I gotta, I gotta believe you have some thoughts on this from that partic- particular perspective. Yeah, it's it's really hard to say. I,
4: I I don't really have an opinion either way on this, as far as uh, 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 how this this came to be. So that's why I've been kind of quiet about it.
0: Okay, Brett, you you're searching. Uh, you're searching about yourself?
5: No, no. Uh, uh, it, a Website. It, let's not pay attention to any, that man behind the curtain. Um, but I did actually recently use it to show an, a game that I grew up playing, you know, in the days of 8-bit to my nephew. And it was great. He had never used a keyboard before. He was four. And... um and he's like trying to like get the little guy to navigate with the arrow keys, and it was adorable. So um, I, I don't know if that publisher intended to make it available, but I, I thought it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a while, but I've, I've, I have gone back and found websites that I built years and years and years ago. It's like, wow, they're still there. I mean, I don't know why anybody would care, but just the fact that they still existed – was it it's sort of like sort of like looking through an old scrapbook, so there was yeah. nothing there that was was bad. It was just
5: strange. If I had some other way to give the developer a few bucks to show it to my nephew, I would have done it. But <laughs> but I was like, oh, it it does exist somewhere, and I can play it on my Mac. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun.
0: Um. So let's see. This I, we're we're focused on Apple here, and I, I just want to punch this one in real quick because um, the stock market has been very good to Apple the last couple of days, uh, or last couple of weeks, I guess, but really last couple of days. the The Apple Watch thing seemed to take a little bit of a hit, but I have to confess that they were the first trillion dollar company. There seems to be a little debate about this, the the first two trillion dollar company as to whether it was them or Ramco, but I didn't know notice, notice that they had crossed the the three trillion dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, how did we not talk about this?
3: Uh, because Apple making all the money has it happens so often it's apparently not a thing anymore.
2: Two million, three million, four million.
0: Trillion, no trillion, Jim.
2: Trillion. (laughs) I'm sorry. With a T. Exactly. Millions. Did you get your M's and T's mixed up? Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, (laughs) a million, two million was last minute.
1: To be fair, how many people can actually really conceptualize and conceive what a trillion is? And we're talking three of those. It's the
3: it's uh, the entire GDP of like ninety five percent of the countries on this planet.
1: Yeah, and even with that explanation, which I get, I still can't conceive something that big. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I was just a little
0: embarrassed because I I, I I own Apple stock, and so I do tend to pay attention to it. And it's like, how did I miss this? You know, I. So, just something I thought would seemed appropriate to bring up around Christmas for no good reason. Uh, so, oh, Web in the, the the chat room says the stock price does not affect much of anyone but the stockholders. Yeah, you're right, Web. There, yeah. There's no question. And and the and the one the three point one trillion or whatever doesn't affect anyone. But it's just it's a benchmark. It's interesting to look at. And, and as Jeff said, staggering to com- contemplate. Well, Apple wasn't the only one that was having some trouble this week. Um, Adobe's um, Figma deal has gone belly up, um, apparently due to regulatory pressures, and so it looks like they're walking away from it. And Figma gets to pick up one B, a billion—that's B, Jim—billion <laughs> um, <laughs> dollars uh, because of of them walking away. I, I Jeff, just gotta um, say, I think this is the best
2: Mac Voices News Day that doesn't involve a keynote.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, ben, go. Uh,
3: uh, uh Tech Krampus has been making his rounds this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened Thanksgiving week too. If you remember, you know there was there was all kind of stuff happening, and now we're heading into Christmas week, and it's it's happening again.
1: Jeff, I, I, I have a question I, about this
0: yeah but, I want your take on this
1: okay so I'll, I'll throw up my question and uh and then I'll give you my take my question is how do they get the the billion dollars from Adobe is it like here's a check here's a lump sum is it um doled out over time is it uh, uh, some other form of compensation uh I I don't know how that works. So saying they get a billion dollars sounds cool, but I don't know what that really means. Um, so I think it's pennies in pennies. Yes, yes wheelbarrows <laughs> full of pennies. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's a, it's actually untraceable bearer bonds located in Nakatomi
1: Plaza. I Ooh. hope they're not up on the top floors.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was just a bunch of lic- perpetual licenses to uh,
1: Creative Cloud. Uh, yeah it could be um four of them (laughs) so adobe not buying figma on one hand great because figma gets to be figma on the other hand i don't know if in the long run this is actually good for figma and and the reason being is because uh well and it relates to how did they get a billion dollars um how, how is funding for Figma going to continue to work moving forward? Uh, they are now not really a company that angel investors, VCs are going to have the same interest in that they had before. And they and the company, once the, once the process for the purchase started, Figma kind of had to go into neutral. So we're talking like a year and a half of uh, of Figma not really doing anything. So now they have to start ramping back up to be their own company again, and that's going to take time. And uh, and there were a lot of promises that were made to to the people that work at the company that can't be followed through on now. So there's a lot of people that were expecting to get a lot of money out of this and they're not going to. How many of those people are bailing now or over the next few months? And so what kind of drain is Figma going to see on its, uh, on its intellectual resources? And, uh, and then ultimately since Adobe's not going to buy them, who is, because and, that becomes like the end game for this company at some point, what happens to Figma in the end. Yeah, and not only that. Oh, go ahead Dave.
4: No, because yeah, now, now this puts the Figma at a very big vulnerability because uh, it's, uh, it, that's what they were, they were, they were hoping for is to have a nice merger with, with, uh, with Adobe and, you know, and live, live on their merry way. But yeah, who, who knows what, where the, the life is left for Figma now. And Figma pretty popular in the design world, right? I mean, I'm not in that world. I know we use it. And I've, I've talked to people that use it, but yeah.
3: Yeah. And now that uh, they're, um, I wouldn't say they're competitors uh, because Adobe and Figma don't 100% uh, exist in the same space. Um, if Adobe were to make a competing product um, they could try to entice a lot of that uh talent over from figma
0: there's that well I want to make sure I get this in so so Webb uh says the breakup fee is immediate upon disclosure of the end of the deal so it's not okay like check so
1: joke. so am I interpreting this correctly Webb, that uh, the deal's over Adobe has to write a billion dollar check and hand it to figma yep. Do they have enough keys on the on the keyboard to type in that number at the bank? You can't even <laughs> put that in an ATM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, apparently Adobe still has six billion in cash available
3: after well, five now. Well,
0: I, I, I don't know. The way I read it, the bread had been it was it was six after, but it, yes, five billion, six billion. Pretty soon, you're talking real money, right?
1: potato. Um, potato.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh Webb also points out that the Figment employees with stock shop options are gonna take the hit.
1: Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't even bring that up. Yep. That's right. true. And yeah, Webb they they were the, handed uh restri- restricted stock. And uh, yeah, they're they're taking a hit on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh and Webb says six billion they can they can keep just in cash. They can't they have to do something with it. Excuse me, they cannot keep in cash. They have to do something with it. So what that will be will be very interesting. Is 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 Canva a potential suitor for Figma?
2: Is Canva smaller than Figma?
0: I think so. I I have no idea. I have no idea. It,
1: well, depending on how this all plays out for Figma, it doesn't matter if Canvas smaller today. They they could um, Figma's value could drop enough that Canva could pick them up that would be interesting um i don't know if that's really the market that Canva would want but yeah you know, maybe i
0: don't know it just seems like Canva seems to be expanding their offerings I, and i don't know i mean would that become could they become a separate division could it be a separate set of offerings wholly owned subsidiary
1: merger options out there. merger yeah yeah and would that be a good place for figma to end up and i'm not implying no that would be bad i i'm just questioning any place that figma ends up now is that going to be a good place for them to be
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and figma in six months because whoever said it i'm sorry i've i've lost track um you know, but how many people from Figment may jump ship now that their options are not going to be exercised or they, they are not going to make that money? So, um, but this was not the only Adobe story um, because Adobe also is facing some big fri- fines from the FTC over difficult to cancel subscriptions.
5: Shocked. Shocked what a,
0: what a shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brit- Brittany, did you just wave at me? Did you want to? Uh,
5: it was, I was pointing at Adobe. You you deserve this. <laughs> Wagging my finger. Ah,
0: okay. So, it's, Dave, go ahead. It sounds like uh, you're, you're yeah, not it's, dissatisfied with this idea.
4: Yeah, I know. I mean, more so the fact that Adobe's had this reputation for years that their subscription model is just been very difficult to deal with in the sense of, you know, if you want to get out, they, they, they do everything they can to, to keep you in. And they charge a lot of money for that subscription, I, I tell you. Um, and I just I, I just found that intriguing to see why why i be doing this. If customer isn't happy with the product, then just let them cancel it. I mean, you know, Apple isn't, if I'm not happy with my Apple One bundle, I mean, that's obviously a lot less cost there, but... You know, if Apple's going to let you cancel it, just go into your go into your subscriptions, yeah, cancel it. You know, Adobe should not be doing this. Um, and uh, I would agree with also JC Jeff's comment in our private chat about the X, Xfinity subscriptions. The same thing; they just they just they don't want to cancel you until you just press hard and and until so you finally win. The
5: modern day AOL.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, I was trying. You to got try fines.
5: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you know, to take this back to an earlier story, this is something that I want to see Congress doing because this is you want to talk about companies abusing pa- their power or abusing their customers, the inability to cancel something that you're paying for, and that you know that might include Netflix, depending on you know who you are if you've had ch- trouble. This should be the this should be the easiest thing in the world. Stop sending us money and we'll stop giving you the service. And yet they they do bait and switch kind of things. You know, senators, if you want to do something, go go address something like that. That's yeah. not hard to understand.
1: Chuck, super condensed version of my uh uh leaving Xfinity horror story. Uh ridiculous long time on the phone. Having to say over and over and over, cancel my service on this date, and uh, and, and then and then them saying, "Are you sure you want to divorce us?" <laughs> Anyhow, use that get- word, <laughs> divorce. Yes, divorce.
4: Really? Yes, wow.
1: yes. and uh, and in the end, they said, "Okay, so your service will be canceled or turned off on this date." I go in to take my little box back that I never wanted because you have to take it into an actual location to turn it in. The day after my service was uh, supposed to be terminated, ask them after sitting there for 45 minutes, ask them to confirm that they're like, no, your service is active. So they, they had to just turn it off while I was in the store, made them give me a receipt for returning the little stupid box that I never used. And for turning off the service, so I'd have something to show that yes, this this happened anyhow, and yeah. that's a pretty common tale.
4: Where I was the opposite. I went to the store, said I want to cancel service. Here, are all my boxes. But
1: you're done. That was five minutes. And that's that's the way to do it. And uh, and now, now I know. Well, not like I'm going to use them okay. again, but yeah. Nope.
0: Yeah, I I had the same same experience, Dave. I needed, I wanted to cancel something, so I took the box back in. I, you know, they they gave me a receipt for it. I quickly photographed the receipt to make sure I didn't lose it, because um, you know, in twenty in ten in ten years, if even when I give up the house, you know, somebody's going to say, well, you know, there was that box that you we gave you years ago, and you never did anything for it with it. Yeah. So. Um, Dave, you just threw in our chat something I, I did not hear about this uh, an yep. Xfinity data breach hack.
4: Yeah, this was uh, this was actually announced today. Uh, it was uh, all names, contacts, info, and security. Uh, a lot more were at risk with the data breach uh, that Xfinity revealed was something that had to do with uh, with citrix um uh, their, their citrix access and apparently it was back in october october 10th uh they, the citrix had announced there was a vulnerability in their software that was used by xfinity and thousands of other companies uh, worldwide and on t- october 23rd xfinity promptly patched and mitigated the the, the the vulnerability but hmm now we're at what december 19th as we're talking about this and uh they're just now telling their customers that uh, there was a major breach, and they're saying, "Oh, well, sorry. Just make sure you change your password." <laughs> and an- another tale of, of of how bad Xfinity is when it comes to the their their, their product. And and I think if anything, this is something that uh, they had uh, uh, th- they knew about this too long and just sat on it, which is more of a reason why I'm happy. I'm half not a customer. <laughs> so I have one mm-hmm. other house I still have. it. I unfortunately have to have it because they don't, there's nothing else is offered. So it just kills me. I have to pay them every month.
5: <laughs> I worked so hard to find anyone who wasn't a satellite to cover our new house, and there are, there is nothing. Yep. And I, yeah.
0: I'm a happy YouTube TV customer. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I have to say it's too bad because. Most of my interactions with frontline people from Comcast or Xfinity, whatever, have been Same. pretty positive. They've they've been they've been decent people. They, you know, they really seem to be intent on trying to fix whatever problem you have. Um, the store employees, eh, the store employees are the store employees. Some are good, yeah. some are bad. Yeah. I've had good experiences. But, but that's any nice store. Race. You know, pick your store. Mm-hmm. But when when it comes to quote unquote corporate and the the way they have the phone system set up and their their pricing policies and their advertising policies and their cancellation policies, ah, uh, you know it's really tough. Yep. It is really really unreasonable Jeff really you had to call Xfinity account to have your credit card removed?
1: Yes, a- after my account was disabled, turned off uh had to leave a card in there for like an extra month so that the final payment would go through.
4: Right.
1: Then, uh, then I went in to, uh, to my account to remove my credit card because I don't want that in there because they could have a data breach. Who knows? And, um, like this, can't do it. Yeah. Like this can't do it. You cannot remove a payment option from your Xfinity account after you've terminated your account. So I go into the store. So I'm like, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> and the people in the store are like, yeah, we don't have the ability to do that. You actually have to call. So back on the phone for another half hour, 45 minutes, whatever, to, uh, to get someone that could actually remove my, my credit card number from my account.
4: Meanwhile, I'll add to that. Um, just like what T-Mobile did, making people can't use your credit card anymore, or else you're going to lose. My, I would have lost my forty dollars discount with T-Mobile, so I had to switch it to a checking account. Eh, Xfinity's doing that same thing. Either you remove the credit card and get your, um, have a uh, debit your checking
0: account, or you're going to lose their discount. So, two things there. Okay, I believe it or not, I will defend a, a little bit that because they don't want to pay the credit card fees, and okay. I get that. So, you know, they're giving you a discount to, or they're making you bear the credit card fee. So I kind of, I kind of get that, but the rest of it, the rest of it is, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this part of the show, edit it and send it to Amy Klobuchar and say, (laughs) focus on this Amy,
4: please. Brian just said in the chat. I recommend setting up a separate checking account. That's exactly what I did. I mm-hmm. have an account that's specific, and I'll probably have to do it with Comcast. And I'll use that same account and just transfer money into it every month. And I don't even care all that all that account credit checking accounts for is to pay those bills every month. What a pain yeah. in the butt! Yeah, but having to have to do that, open an account, and I have to maintain an automated transfer into that account every month is just a pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to give anybody open access to any of my accounts. Well, that's what's good about this account. It's yeah. just enough to cover the bill. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means the balances will never be the large balances that most of us have in our checking accounts, that our primary checking accounts.
0: You have large balance, Dave? Oh, we got to talk. S- a smidge. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, a hundred bucks, <laughs> large balance. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Next time on Mac Voices, we talk about a company that's been bragging about its ability to listen to your activities through your phone. We also take a look at how tech companies make money. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page, and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by BackBeat Media at backbeatmedia.com